0: Hey, it's Phil here. Before we get into the proper intro and play the coffee-making sound and jump into another great chat, I want to say thank you for sharing your thoughts and feedback with me about how my work here at Connection Over Coffee uh, with The Loneliness Guy, the podcast, is reaching you and helping you move beyond uh, your thoughts and feelings of loneliness and get the authentic connection that you need. I love it. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege. I'd like to ask if you are open to it, if you could send me a picture of you, a photo of you um, listening to the podcast wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to it, and I'd like to use that picture uh, in a social media uh, posts um, promoting the podcast. If you're down with that, reach out to me on social media through Facebook or Instagram and let's have a chat. All right, let's get to the intro. Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the Loneliness Guy. In this conversation, we're going to have a chat about belonging and loneliness. But before we get into that, I need to say that this podcast contains content relating to the physical, mental and emotional well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in eShot, now's the time for you to move on. But if you're down for a just what's going to be a soul nourishing and beautiful if a little challenging chat then how about you go and get us a table and have a quick chat to mike and i'll go get the coffees sorted i'll see you in a tick
1: hey there legend it's mike campbell here host of the everyday legends podcast founder of the everyday legends academy and good friend uh, coach and colleague of loneliness guy mr phil mcauliffe and he's given me a little bit of permission here to step in and say hey hi i'm mike i'm a men's coach and what i do is i support everyday men getting the shit together in the simplest sense so that they can build legendary foundations and get more from life from love and the everyday my coaching the everyday legends academy is a way to support men in really understanding who you are how you've got to this place and then what you want who do you want to be what do you want for your life and how we can actually pragmatically go about and build and create that version of yourself? That's the man that I call the everyday legend. So if you think this could be interesting, then reach out to me. Phil will have all the information how you can do that. And we can have a conversation if the Everyday Legends Academy already in my work might suit you. Otherwise, thanks for joining in for this little part. And now back to Phil. Over to you, mate.
0: Okay, here you go. Now, if this is the first time that you've joined me for Connection Over Coffee, welcome. You've picked a brilliant episode to start listening to um, and or watching if you're on YouTube and listening if you're listening to a podcast. Um, And this conversation all about belonging and loneliness pretty much goes straight to the core Of why I feel many of us feel lonely even when we are surrounded by people and I I know this because it was part of a large part of my loneliness story but before we get into the rest of this episode I just need to say finish the welcomes um, and that content relating to loneliness is not generally something that any of us go looking for on social media, and we generally only find things when we've been looking for them. So, well, I know that that's the case with many of you. You've come here to uh, to this episode and uh, have pressed play because you feel that you might possibly, just maybe, be lonely And you're looking for something to help you through or fix those uh, very uncomfortable thoughts and feelings of loneliness welcome welcome so if you're a return listener return viewer or this is your first time having coffee with me either way a huge welcome it is brilliant to have you here um, because Yeah, loneliness sucks. (laughs) And it has such stigma. We don't have the words within us to express it. So we think that we're the only person who has ever thought, uh, who has ever thought and who is currently working through the really shit thoughts and feelings of loneliness. Absolutely not true. It's a human emotion and just like we all get happy, Just like we all experience joy, just like we all get hungry and we all get thirsty, we all get lonely from time to time. And the way to work through our loneliness is to actually talk about it and start saying that we need the type of connection that we need as individuals um, and incorporating that into our lives. This is the place where we have those kind of conversations, and you've joined me for episode 34 of Connection Over Coffee with The Loneliness Guy. Big deep breath, because this this episode, as I said about belonging and loneliness, I'm gonna be sharing some of my loneliness story with you. And still, After many years of working on loneliness and sharing my story with people, either uh, one-on-one mentoring or through my blog, through a book that I've written um, uh, over for thelonelydiplomat.com, my other site, which has a blog and a podcast um, for, uh, uh, for diplomats. And those who live a diplomatic life, so that's their friends, their families, um, all about, basically centered on my experience of loneliness. And even after doing all of that, for for three years now, for over three years, these kind of conversations still are, they're tough. They're tough. They're coming from a, a very... Like they're coming from me. They're coming from me, and this is not something that I really want to um, get ever to a place where I can kind of recite my story by rote, because then that kind of comes from my my head. The what you're about to hear in the story, and honestly, the 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 uh, uh, not reluctance, but the um the well let's go with reluctance the reluctance to actually share it i'm this is something that's really personal to me uh and i share it because i know that i'm not alone i know that so many of you uh are actually going through this right now and i want to share my experience with belonging and the feeling of not belonging and how it links to my loneliness. And it links to loneliness, well, it's, it's kind of inseparable in my experience. So there's, there's different types of loneliness, of course. And how we arrive at loneliness is as varied as there are individuals uh, listening and, uh, well, around the world. And we can get to those thoughts and feelings of loneliness because of grief, so whether we've lost someone important or uh, through their death or through a breakup, um, we can experience loneliness. And then there's another kind of slow burn loneliness. And this, this kind of slow burn loneliness is a, um, well, this is the one that has the stigma Uh, around it because this is the one that goes to us feeling like we are a failed human and this loneliness is the one where we feel so disconnected from those around us from our communities and indeed from ourselves that we really can struggle with, and we might not actually identify the thoughts and feelings that come from that isolation as loneliness because we feel that loneliness is something that you know is, is only when we're old or it's only when we are grieving, um, uh, grieving loss, but loneliness doesn't really discriminate. It doesn't really care. Um, And as humans, we all feel it. And it's time to unpick why uh, we can feel that, especially that notion, as I said, that we can feel so lonely and isolated and that nobody understands us, nobody hears us, nobody sees us when we're in a crowd of people. Uh, or otherwise surrounded by other people. And this is perhaps, you know, uh, this is is a really tough kind of loneliness. And I'm going to say that you're experiencing this too. And the answer to all of this is down to belonging and feeling that we belong. So all humans... You would have heard me say this repeatedly. All humans need to feel seen. We need to feel heard. We need to feel that we belong if we are to feel connection. And where we don't feel seen, where we don't feel heard, and we don't feel that we belong, we will hustle. We will hustle to feel seen. We will hustle to be heard. We will hustle to feel that we belong, even to the point even to the point of doing something that ultimately does not serve us, and belonging goes straight to that um, uh, that point of doing something that doesn't serve us. So this is where my story comes in, and I shared a lot of my story in the blog post that corresponds with this uh, with this podcast called "Belonging and Loneliness," and I published it. On the I think it was the 17th or 18th of November in uh, 2021. So in any case, um, have a look at the episode description on the uh, attached to this episode uh, and go and read it because for the longest time I knew I knew how that you know that, that the belonging and loneliness really um, was was connected you know, lots of literature by, written by smart people and conversations that I have with smart people bear this out. But I didn't know how to start the conversation uh, with, with an entree. And I thought the best way to do it, um, well, the best way to do it was to kind of let it percolate within me And then a few months ago, when I moved back to Australia from New Zealand, I was going through some boxes, and some of the boxes had photos in it, and so many photos, photos everywhere, um, of uh, school and university and um, sort of me in my 20s and things. And I was going through packets and packets of, of photos, and there was one photo that made me kind of stop in my 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 i want to say scrolling but but sifting through the hundreds of photos and it was a photo of me and i uh, the photo is in the blog post uh, and it's a photo that that is of me having just swum a race for my residential college at melbourne uni and um i was standing on the pool deck and a friend had my camera and took a photo of me. And it's, you know, not, not the best photo, um, but it's me in, uh, uh, well, as a 19-year-old, and I'm in my Speedos uh, after just having swum a race. So I'm, I'm dripping wet. I have a smile on my face. I look absolutely relieved. I look very shattered. And first of all, like I looked at that photo, I'm like, whoa, wow, like I was fit. Um, and I when I saw that, I'm like, hang on, I did not think I was fit. I thought that I was like scrawny and fat and was so, and, and I was at that moment, I was like sucked in to the mind and soul of me as a 19 year old and kind of you know if if this was a movie i would have been like sucked into <laughs> into the photo and it was an uncomfortable place to be because as me in my sort of early to mid 40s at the moment um i went back into myself as a 19 year old and it was a very sad place i so desperately wanted to fit in i so desperately wanted to feel that i belonged i desperately wanted to be seen and i desperately wanted to be heard and i desperately wanted to feel that i belonged but i was scared i was such a scared person i was a scared man and and in many ways a scared boy because i suspected i suspected that i was gay and 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 have what well, had suspected that i was gay when i started to kind of feel a bit funny around other boys uh when i was 14 and i went to a boarding school a catholic boarding school in regional victoria and uh the boarding part the 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 school part, the day school was co-ed, but the boarding part was all boys. And so this wasn't a safe place to feel funny around other boys. And I just remember like wanting to like continually continuingly, always editing myself to fit in so i wouldn't be picked on and when i was 14 i i I was bullied i was bullied mercilessly um because i was not athletic uh and i was academic uh and i was i used words that other uh other kids didn't use and I, you know, had interests that not many other kids had. Certainly, it didn't extend to uh, Australian rules football, which, apart from Catholicism, um, was the dominant religion uh, at that school. And so, I did. I, I, I like using my words there. I felt that I needed to edit myself. And hide the parts away that would attract ridicule and judgment. Hide them away. Deny them. And only show the best, the best, in inverted commas, of myself. You're probably nodding a lot there because we all do this. We all do this in our teenage years. And particularly if we are somewhere on the rainbow spectrum... And feel that where we are is not a safe space to um, be who we are. So we 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 hustle. We hustle to prove that we're worthy. We hustle to to distract and 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 divert attention. We hustle. We can be really mean and nasty to the other kids who we suspect are you know struggling with their sexuality or working out their sexuality or even yet okay with their sexuality so we 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 hustle to show that we're not like that and so we can be nasty we can bully or we could become like hyper sporty or we could become sort of whatever it is in that whole editing process and and I know that you're nodding here because you would have done this yourself in your teenage years and then all the way through I share this uh, go into greater detail in my um, in that blog post as I say but the hustle became my mo it became my standard operating procedure Uh, and I when I wasn't hustling uh, at school, I then hustled at university. I hustled to be, you know, um, popular. I hustled to have friends and keep friends, because in many instances, I, I remember being told this, and this, this, this still causes pain. This still causes pain that I wasn't, I wasn't like the other boys, and my mind. Or I wasn't like everyone else. Not necessarily like the other boys, but I wasn't like everyone else. And in my mind, that turned into, I wasn't enough. I was lacking. So I doubled down on the bits that I thought would make me acceptable. And so I became the nice guy. I always had a nice word to say to someone and was always there to help someone out. Um, And... You know, I made connections like that, and so I thought, oh, this is actually how you do it. You, you, you put yourself out there. You, the nice guy. You offer. You volunteer for everything, and so that's how you make make friends. And yes, I did. I did make friends, but I like the hustle was never enough, and so, and I just kept on hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling for that kind of to feel connected, to feel seen, and to feel heard. And then I noticed around me at about 19, 18, 19, so the time of the photo, that all these sporty guys, and if in the US we'd probably call them jocks, um, they were the ones who were always popular. They were the ones who always had, you know, never had to struggle. They were always the ones invited to whatever was going on. And so I thought, right, that's how I get popular. I need to work out. So I started going to the gym, I started swimming, I started doing all this stuff and, you know, obviously had health benefits, like, you know, living an active life is good, but, you know, I I was never strong enough, I was never um, buff enough, I was never ripped enough, I was never uh, attractive enough and so there was always something more because, you know, I, I... you know, would, would put on five kilos of muscle or something like that or, or, you know, walk in front of hundreds of people at a swimming competition in my Speedos um, and, you know, still feel that I wasn't enough. That, you know, another guy next to me who, you know, I thought was attractive or something like that was, was bigger and all that. So I had to be like him and had to work harder and I was just in this spiral Um, of never being enough, never being worthy, never feeling that I belonged. And indeed, so many instances, so many instances where that I can point to where friends were having parties and there might be 20 people invited, but I was always the 21st. I was never, it felt like, it felt like that I was always just on the cusp of so many friendship groups, friends with so many people, but friends with no one. And this plagued me. It plagued me for years and years and years and years. And then I realized as I got to 40 that I was lonely. And then got help through Mike Campbell uh, and the ad. I did his program and indeed I work on his program uh, in the ad that you heard um, while I was getting coffee. And that hustle that hustle suddenly began to make sense. I did not believe, did not believe that I was worthy of love and belonging. Dramatic pause there because that's a big statement. And so, dear listener, and so viewer on YouTube, I have a question for you. Knowing that so many of us hustle, so many of us have hustled, and so many of us are hustling to feel seen, to feel heard, and to feel that we belong, my friend, do you feel, do you really Honestly, feel that you are worthy of love and belonging right now, just as you are. We'll be right back. I interrupt myself for just a moment to say to you that I have a bold vision for The Loneliness Guy to be the place for gay men experiencing loneliness to come and get the support that they need at the time they need it, wherever they are in the world. The vision includes hosting seminars, workshops and retreats to help gay men to help you and other gay men just like you get the connection that they need and deserve to help them learn from their loneliness the vision is to partner with other coaches connection experts and therapists to make these events happen locally at first and then around the world look undoubtedly this is a bold vision and i need to start i'm so keen to start and scaling up my work here at the loneliness guy to know to to what i know it can be but i need your help if you'd like to help me, please go to thelonelinessguidecom forward slash invest, or follow the link in the episode description, and help me to realize this vision for gay men globally. It's time to get serious about loneliness in gay communities. Can you please help me? If you've got any questions for me, please ask away, but in the meantime, back to the episode. Welcome back. How did you go? That's a big question, isn't it? It's a big question and I remember when going through that program with Mike Campbell that my answer made me really uncomfortable. Because on like in my mind I knew I knew that I was worthy. I knew that I was worthy of love and belonging because we all are all worthy. But in my heart, in my soul, I knew that I wasn't. I did not feel worthy. And that was so it was upsetting. It's upsetting and 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 this is this is the crux of loneliness. This goes to the to the feeling, as I say, of being a failed human. That we're not worthy. We, we, we allow ourselves to believe when we sit in our loneliness. We allow ourselves to believe as a truth about ourselves that we are unworthy of love and unworthy of belonging just as we are in that moment. Isn't that powerful? And so if you're currently feeling uncomfortable I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry that you're feeling that way because I know that those thoughts and feelings are just, they're horrendous, they're shit. And we can spend so much of our time, like, avoiding those, wanting them, to, numbing them, making them go away. Um, But those thoughts and feelings are just going to sit there until we work it out. And so I'm sorry that you're feeling that way, but I'm sorry that you're feeling... I'm not sorry that you're feeling that way at all. Because right now, you have a choice. You have a choice to start doing something that helps you feel that you belong. Now, here at The Loneliness Guy, and you'll see this on my logo, I say that connection has three pillars. And the first pillar is connection to self. The second is connection to those most important to you. And the third is connection to communities. Now, if we go to connection, talking about connection, our minds can go to connecting with those most important to us, our friends, our families, our partner, our husbands, whatever it is, whoever it is, whoever they are, and to our communities. But belonging, belonging, feeling that you belong, feeling that you are worthy of love and belonging starts with self. And as part of my loneliness story, I, uh, well, I I was starting to become aware, and I think this is called confirmation bias. And so, you know, when you go you know looking to buy a car and it's a red car and all of a sudden you see red cars everywhere this happens all the time and it's confirmation bias and for me when it comes to love and belonging there was one pivotal moment and I shared this in the blog post and it was related to a quote that I read from Dr. Maya Angelou and this came from the opening chapter of Braving the Wilderness by my intellectual crush, Dr. Brene Brown. And in that opening um opening chapter, Dr. Brown writes about her relationship with this quote and her reckoning with the feeling of belonging uh, exemplified through this quote. Now what is, I'm going to read this very slowly, uh, so you might want to grab a pen or, um, uh, or or some way to to remember it. But it's also in the blog post, uh, and it's going to be on social media through this week as a um, as a post. But this is a powerful quote, and this changed me. Uh, and it was first said by Dr. Maya Angelou back in the 70s in, a, uh, in an interview that she gave on television. And the quote is, you are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place, no place at all. The price is high and the reward is great. Now, when I first read this, when I first read this back in 2017, I'd yet to come out, and I read this, and this was like the final signal from the universe that I needed to belong to me, and that by knowing that I belong to me, I belonged everywhere but I belonged nowhere and that's okay because I belong to me and the reward is high and the price is great and the price a few days later was me coming out to my then wife and knowing no matter how she responded. No matter how what happened after I uttered those words that changed both of our lives and our children's lives, that those whatever happened after I said that, I belonged to me. And those words, I continue to find courage and an absolutely just absolute inspiration to remind myself that I am worthy of love and belonging just as I am right now. My friend, you are worthy of love and belonging just as you are right now. So you might be feeling like a broken human, like a failed human and unworthy of love and belonging right now. You might feel that you will be worthy of love and belonging when you lose 2 kilos, 5 kilos, 10 kilos, 15, 20, 25 kilos, or, you know, percentages of body fat or earn A certain amount of money each year or achieve something or no bench press a hundred kilos or whatever it is whatever it is underlying all of this is the truth the absolute truth that you are worthy of love and belonging right now and when you belong to yourself You become connected to yourself. Warts and all, the light, the dark, the things that you're proud of, the things that cause you shame, the things that you want everybody in the world to know about you and the things that you don't want anybody to know and the things that you're trying to forget about yourself and edit and hustle. All of that is you. All of that right now is worthy of love and belonging. That quote by Dr. Maya Angelou is at once absolutely inspiring, but it's also a point where it's a decision point. It's a call. It's a call forward to do belonging, to be- start belonging to ourselves. To start belonging to yourself. Because when we belong to ourself and we're connected to our to to our to ourself, everything that we do that connects with the other two pillars, those who are most important to us and our communities, becomes genuine. It becomes authentic. It becomes real. And that's certainly been my experience when i feel lonely when i feel disconnected i remind myself eventually i remind myself sometimes it's an uncomfortable few days but i remind myself that i'm worthy of love and belonging right now including loving myself and proudly belonging to myself Those things that I'm proud of, those things that I, you know, am ashamed of uh, in myself, all of that still is worthy of love and belonging. And I don't have to hustle anymore. I don't have to hustle for belonging, to belong. I don't have to hustle to be seen. I don't have to hustle to be heard. I don't have to hustle that I belong. So, my friend, are you hustling right now to feel seen, to feel heard, and to feel that you belong? What does that hustle look like? And finally, do you truly belong to yourself? This is a fantastic conversation. This is actually really hard, I'm going to say. And I want to say thank you so much for sticking through the conversation, sitting with me over this coffee, because this is a tough conversation. It is at once inspiring and absolutely soul-nourishing. But on the other hand, it actually requires us to confront some pretty Challenging aspects of ourself and how we relate to ourselves, and how we relate to everyone around us and can go to the core Absolute core of our source of loneliness Remember loneliness is something is is an emotion that we all feel as humans from time to time and the beauty of loneliness is that we don't go through loneliness alone and indeed the path to authentic connection starts when we realize that we're lonely and start to do things to work back towards who we are and belong to ourselves. I'm building a fantastic team of coaches, connection experts and therapists all here to help you work through your loneliness. And indeed, I'm here um, it, through the blog and the podcast podcast and through a uh, an exclusive facebook group where premium members of the loneliness guy can come and get support and give support to other gay men experiencing loneliness so if you want to know more about that there's an uh, there's a link in the episode description and for 9.95 australian dollars a month you can come and join that group and be part of the, uh, the, 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 the little community on a corner of Facebook that's working to put themselves into the world just a little bit each day. Thank you so much for joining me for this coffee today. Wherever you are in the world, stay safe, stay well, and know that you are worthy just as you are, worthy of love and belonging just as you are right now much love to you all see you next time all sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increased awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional.
1: Thanks for listening.